Al Jazeera podcast. When it comes to professional sports, the U.S. is in a league of its own with big stars. To me, Michael Jordan is the GOAT. I'm going with Serena Williams. Big crowds. For the touchdown! Seattle back in it! And big money. Mike Trout currently earns just under $100,000 a day. That's $4,000 an hour, $69 per minute, and over $1 each second. But not every sport is able to catch on, including cricket, one of the world's most popular sports. That could all soon change with the launch of Major League Cricket. History maker Devin Conway will be the first to score 50 in Major League Cricket. The opening night of Major League Cricket's inaugural season proved to be electric. Six teams will play throughout July, trying to teach newcomers about this global game. The Texas Super Kings took on the LA Knight Riders in front of a sold-out stadium. So, with an untapped talent pool and big-name sponsors, will professional cricket bowl out the competition? Or will it be hit for six? And will Americans ever understand cricket references like these? I'm Kevin Hurton, in for Malika Bilal, and this is The Take. I'm Thabish Talib. I'm a senior producer with AJ Plus, and currently I'm in Dallas, Texas, covering the inaugural season of Major League Cricket. So tell me, Tavish, how did you first fall in love with cricket? I mean, it kind of runs in my blood, being Pakistani-American. I was born in Pakistan. I grew up outside of the United States. So cricket was always this big part of my life growing up, either like playing in the street or playing with my brothers. But when I really fell in love with cricket was in the 1999 Cricket World Cup. So the World Cup happens every four years, just like, you know, football, soccer. And Pakistan that year had one of the strongest teams. They were like the favorites to win it. They were doing so well in the beginning of the tournament. And come the final, they just collapsed. It was like the worst game they ever played. And they lost. It was all too easy in the end, Australia winning by eight wickets. And at the same time, nation was glued to television sets watching the historic win unfold. And I was nine years old, and I just remember weeping and crying over this game. Wow, it was through the pain that you realized how much you loved it. (laughs) (laughs) That is a true sport fan story. So a new pro sports league in the U.S. is trying to tap into that passion that you just talked about for cricket. Major League Cricket is having its inaugural match this week. This morning, we're taking a look at cricket. The sport is loved around the world, and now it's come to the U.S., Tell us what we can expect. How is this league structured? What's it going to look like? So Major League Cricket is this six-team league that a lot of investors have put money into, over $120 million going into this league for the first two years. It's only six teams, and the first season is only two weeks long. But that's the nature of modern-day 2020 cricket that's the shortest format t20 cricket as it's called so these are six teams they're going to play this 
knockout style tournament and they're bringing in big big stars from all over the world trying to attract people who know you know cricketers from New Zealand, South Africa, India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, and the West Indies. This major talent is being combined with up and coming young American talent. So they're combining those two things to try to create this league. And so I spoke to a few players, a few owners and coaches, and everyone's just very, very excited. People are just excited to go to a new era, experience new things and uh, I guess show the people of the sports-loving people of America what cricket's about. That's Stephen Fleming. Tabish used to watch him as a kid when he captained New Zealand's national team. Now he's one of the big stars who have joined Major League Cricket as the coach of the Texas Super Kings. To put on a show and get the best players in the world is the first part, to create some heroes, and then help create a, a grassroots program that starts realizing uh, a bit of talent, a bit of local talent, I think is the goal. I think a lot of Americans think cricket. They think it's, oh, don't those matches last for days? And yes, while some versions of cricket do have long formats, this is not that. What Major League Cricket is selling is a version of cricket that you mentioned is T20, which doesn't it almost seem designed in a lab for American audiences and attention spans? I completely agree. The perception is there that cricket is very long and boring, that you can play for five days, and at the end of it, you would have a draw and there's no winners. I think for Americans, that would be unheard of. It would be unthinkable. They'd be like, why do you watch this sport? Yeah, 2020 is this shortened format. It usually takes three and a half hours, which is as long as a baseball game. But it's more entertaining. There's more action happening than at a baseball game. Baseball is very slow, I think, compared to 2020 cricket. So T20 cricket is very simple. T20, it stands for 2020. So there's 20 overs that each team plays. And each over consists of six deliveries or bowls. So basically six pitches times 20, you're looking at 120 balls. So it's action-packed and it is the best way to bring someone new into cricket. And that's why it's been so popular for the past decade or more. And all these 2020 leagues are cropping up all over the world in these countries that are not cricketing nations, but want to be cricketing nations. So the UAE, for example, lots of 2020 cricketers coming out of Europe and the Netherlands, and now here in the U.S. with Major League Cricket. I guess the corollary here is the Indian Premier League. It has the second biggest sporting franchise in the world, betted only by the NFL. Have you spent much time watching the IPL? And is this going to be very similar in terms of the graphics? And I know a lot of the players are similar. Are they hoping that they can replicate the success of the Indian Premier League here in America? The Indian Premier League is the top, top, top tier. Major League Cricket is this idea to capture this untapped market as investors see it. There are cricket fans already here, but they also want to grow cricket in the U.S. to attract even more fans. This will be a long process, but they want to put the investment in now. So if you're betting long on this, you're betting on the emerging economic power of India. It's the largest country by population. So you do have this kind of fusion of this emerging India with the economic power of America. And that's what I guess the sponsors are betting on. Yeah, I think that's right. 
it's interesting to think about. You you don't really think about South Asian countries investing overseas, but this is a major, major investment into the United States, $120 million. A lot of that going to players, but a lot of that just going to building stadiums, building facilities, building training grounds, and investing into the future for American cricketers. Mm. So that's a very, very unique avenue that I don't think we've seen from any other country in any other form of investment into the United States. More on how the game is played and what success in the U.S. could look like after the break. On the Inside Story podcast this week, we discuss Egypt's efforts to end the conflict in neighboring Sudan. Can diplomacy work this time? Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So, Tabish, let's assume someone's a baseball fan and they're cricket curious. Sure. Why don't we geek out for a second and talk about some of the differences? Because I'm actually a cricket fan. I, I love watching cricket, and maybe we can get some new fans here. Let's talk about the batting first and how that differs from baseball. It's deep, and it's gone! And hit it out! So in cricket, there's two batters on the field at the same time in the middle part, which is called the pitch. And they alternate batting based on how many runs they score. Runs there, just flying away to the fence. So if they score one run, they'll alternate batting and then the other batter will face the next bowl. And a bowl, B-O-W-L, is what is, I guess, equivalent to a pitch. Yeah, imagine baseball, instead of going back and forth, you just let each team bat. Yeah. And you just see who has the biggest score at the, the end. It's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, and unlike baseball, you're not waiting for balls to pass by. You're not waiting for the pitch to enter the box. You're basically swinging at everything because that's the goal of this game, to like make as many big hits as possible. But again, just like baseball with trick pitches and like curveballs or sliders or sinkers, the people who bowl deliveries in cricket do make it difficult and they have a variety of different deliveries that they can bowl and that's what keeps entertaining. You have these people on one side trying to hit as big as possible and then on the other side trying to sneak this ball through and hit the stumps and get someone out. Yeah, the stumps is like the strike zone and it's also not. And the other thing is the strategy, right? It's constantly shifting positions. You have the captains making calls. Like I just think Americans could geek out on the strategy because I mean, after all, they love football and football is so technical. Yeah. The, the technical aspect of cricket could be appealing. I think if anyone who wants to get into cricket, I think the best way to do it is to just pick a team in Major League Cricket. Just pick one team and just sit down and watch a game. There's no way to, you know, ingest all the nuances beforehand, but also you don't need to. I don't think cricket is more complex than American sports. I think it's just very different. I think American football is actually way more complex. You know, thinking about downs and how many yards and possessions and all the different penalties that can happen in American football. I think cricket is way more straightforward. And I also think T20 cricket is much faster paced than baseball. If you've ever been to a baseball game, a lot of it is just sitting around eating peanuts, hot dogs, and talking with the person next to you until the next pitch. Cricket is a little bit faster than that and a little bit more exciting. What do the organizers 
expect? Like, what does success look like for this league? I think in many ways, for the investors, the league is already successful. So the opening match on Thursday was sold out weeks before it even happened. They are looking at selling out even more matches in the future. They're getting amazing, amazing press coverage from local TV here in Texas or national TV. I saw Good Morning America do a package on cricket, and it was pretty well received by the host there. And I think in the view of the investors, this coverage and this interest is far exceeding their expectations. Also, they're not expecting things to be successful immediately. They're investing $120 million to build facilities, to build stadiums. So they know it's a long-term goal to build cricket out in the United States. So thinking back to that nine-year-old who fell in love with cricket, do you think having this league available to you then would have strengthened your love? Or do you think it would have changed it at all? I mean, I was lucky enough where I had a South Asian cricketing community growing up here in the U.S. where we used to go out to like empty parking lots in New Jersey. We'd be like, oh, let's go to this giant office parking lot and play what's called tape ball cricket there. And every weekend we would go do that. And so cricket existed, but you just had to go find it. Now cricket is much more organized. It's played at a much higher level. Yeah. One thing I didn't ask you about is this idea of training local talent. One problem I foresee is the lack of stars. I know now they're importing stars, but Mm -hmm. you still need to have that homegrown talent, right? USA Cricket has been training local talent for the past three years. Are they really ready to take on leagues like the ones in India and Australia with this level of talent? Not yet, I guess is the answer. But there's always these glimmers of hope. So in 2021, USA played Ireland, and Ireland is what's called a full cricket member, meaning it plays in all three formats, the short T20, the one day, and the test matches, which are five days long. And the USA T20 team beat Ireland, which is a really, really big deal. USA have triumphed. It's a historic series, and they've taken the most unbelievable, the most brilliant, the most historic of wins over the Test Nation Ireland. And so the thing that T20 allows is that it allows these random upsets because the format is so volatile. You know, any team can beat any team on a T20 game amongst the top 20 teams in cricket. And the U.S. is in the top 20. So they have this small bundle of talent and they want to grow it. If you look at U.S. soccer and if you look at Major League soccer, I think Major League cricket is going to follow the MLS example a lot. You're going to keep bringing in all these big stars from overseas, and you still see that in the MLS. So you bring in a big star to bring in the revenue, and then you can take that revenue and then invest into an academy and build up American talent. There's a lot of optimism around this venture, which I really like. One is they're betting on the vast reservoir of American athletic talent. They're also, people should not underestimate just how popular cricket is in the world. I mean, 2.5 billion fans. You look at some of the top Instagram influencers in terms of sportsmen in the world, a lot of them are cricketers. I mean, Virat Kohli <laughs> is about as famous as it gets. He's, he's got more followers, I think, than LeBron James, right? I think that's what blows people's minds. And by a significant margin. The amount of cricket fans that exist in the world is just 
flabbergasting because a lot of these countries, they have large, large populations, and this is the sport for them. But then if you have these large countries, you also have these large immigrant groups from those countries in countries like the U.S. And so when they have a desire to have this sport that they love in their new home country, they're investing a lot of money into it. And that's what we see here with Major League Cricket. Yeah. And then maybe the third assumption is that Americans are just so sports obsessed, they'll give things a shot. Obviously, Major League Cricket is not going to compete with the NFL anytime soon, but this is a country that recently fully embraced pickleball. (laughs) So I'd say anything is possible, right? Definitely, definitely agree. On a slight tangent, we've been talking about cricket as something that's new to the U.S. Cricket, though, does have a long history in the United States. In fact, the first ever international match was played in New York back in 1844. Two years later, baseball was introduced and the popularity of cricket began to fade. And while this version of cricket is new to the U.S., it's not necessarily a new sport coming to the United States. It's more a renewed sport, I would say. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of American appetite that investors are hoping to tap into with this new format. Just from a personal level, how cool is it being there? It was very cool. I mean, okay, so I I grew up watching these players and now they're here in the US. For a lot of young American players that we talked to, like they didn't think that something like this would exist. They have connections to cricket through their ethnicity or or nationality from other countries like India or South Africa. And to them, playing cricket in the U.S. wasn't really something that they could see themselves doing. And now it's a reality. You know, it's, it's a long ways from when I was playing tape ball cricket in parking lots in New Jersey. And that's The Take. This episode was produced by Faranisa Campana and Miranda Lynn with Khalid Sultan, Zaina Badr, David Enders, Amy Walters, Chloe K. Lee, Sonia Bagat, Ashish Malhotra, and me, Kevin Hurton, in from Alika Bilal. Our sound designer is Alex Roldan. Alexandra Locke is The Take's executive producer. And Ney Alvarez is Al Jazeera's head of audio. We'll be back.